episode 48 of the FPL Amateurs of Oz podcast. And on deck tonight is my lovely co-host, Amo. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, man. Not too bad. Looks like, oh, it sounds like just uh, given our little pre-recording uh, chat that uh, we might uh, both have a few sore heads uh, this week, given that uh, you're at the FPL social and um, I was at a Bucks party. So yeah. I think we're both a little bit, <laughs> little bit worse for wear. Um, yeah. I think I'll, um, I don't know about your uh, FPL team, but I think my FPL team's a little bit worse for wear as well after, <laughs> after this weekend uh, with the uh, feud Liverpool uh, and Chelsea injuries. So, no, uh, definitely looking at your side, it's uh, how I feel from the weekend, mate. So, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit tired, a little bit out of sorts, but yeah. um, we'll come good. <laughs> yeah, so um, luckily we probably both had a, a good time at our respective uh, uh, functions So because I pretty much am staring at a massive red arrow <laughs> this week. So <laughs> hoping... Um, uh, hoping to bounce back, but uh, yeah, I think I'm going to have to um, do some uh, repairing, and uh, I think a few hits uh, are going to have to come uh, my way as well. No, definitely. Well, before we get into our teams, I might just touch on, mate. This is the third week in a row. I'm a king of the pod, mate. Oh. I'm on the comeback. Three are weeks. You sure, is sure it's three weeks? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, I, I, I was, I was going to say, I would have given you... Oh, no, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Take your word what'd for you it. Get, what'd you get game week eight? Uh, hang on, now I've got to scroll back. Let's do uh, a bit of investigation live yeah, on the pod. Yeah, because I was going to say, I'll give you two weeks, but I didn't think you had me on the third week. Uh, 58 points game week eight. Okay, sorry, two weeks. We'll go two <laughs> weeks in a row, but uh, let's <laughs> not what, let the get, truth get you... in the way of a good story. <laughs> what did you get last week? Because you did beat me last week, didn't you? I got 78 last week and oh, 64 yeah, you killed this me. week. Yeah, 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 you killed me last week. Oh, I only got 61. And <laughs> 50, oh, 55 were hit this week, so. Um, no, I'll take yeah. it. Go on, go well, on, go on. <laughs> well, we might get into my side. So this week I took a minus four um, just so I could make a couple of moves. I ended up getting 64 points. So my, my sort of standout picks was Eze, which... Nice little differential pick. I've been waiting sort of for their run to turn before I sort of started him consistently. And, you know, from what I've seen the last few weeks, it was nice that um, it paid off because he was getting into good positions last week. And this week, you know, he banged in a goal. So as they got the 10 points, I had Harlan up front as captain, you know, like, you know, 600 million other people. Uh, Got Wilson, got an assist from Wilson. Come close to a goal as well, which would have been nice. Jesus looked a lot better than what his FPL return of five points would tell you. Um, had Cancelo, massive score for him. Ward, you know, better than Raya because Raya conceded five. So, you know, I'll take uh, Ward's one point. A little bit disappointed with Rashford. He actually had a goal that was ruled off by an invisible handball that I still haven't seen yet, uh, <laughs> considering uh, looking at uh, Skimaka's handball that didn't get picked up. And it oh, was come on. Day, so. That was not a handball. Anyway, go on. But, yeah, yeah. So, you know, a nice goal from Rashford would have been nice because he would have finished on three bonus as well because I think he was on three bonus when the goal first got awarded. And then, obviously, I turned the game off um, after that and – um. Yeah, went back to check my team and I was struggling to see why he was on two points and then realised that he got chalked off. Um, but, yeah, no, not too bad. So I've ended up uh, about, a, I think, about a 500K green arrow. So I was sitting at about 
I think it might have been no 300k green arrow. Sorry, I was sitting at about 4.5 and I'm up to about 4.2. So a nice little green arrow for myself. Um, but yeah, still a bit of work to do. Looking at what transfers to do this week, but you know, I was happy with that score. It could have been a lot better, but I think to um, how the how the week started for me uh, with James getting benched, <laughs> it was um, a nice little return. How did you go this week, Devin? Yeah, so well, I ended up on uh, – well, I took a hit. So I were final points of 55, then obviously minus the four, so 51. Uh, yeah, not many points sort of down back. Had the injuries to TAA and James, which I'll have to deal with. Uh, unfortunately, Ward couldn't repeat his um, – uh, his uh, – Heroic? Good – yeah, I was gonna say heroics, heroics from um, the previous uh, the previous week. Uh, so yeah, so Trippier Trippier ended up scoring seven points, which is good. Uh, Zaha on five, Martinelli um, still kept him around. He scored twelve. Uh, Skamaka, my um, uh, my differential for this week, uh, got nine, which is great. Uh, brought him in for Mitrovic. Uh, as I, as I sort of said last week, and I will sort of touch more when we talk about West Ham, uh, I think he's uh, Skamaka's just about ready to fire up um, in the EPL. Uh, obviously had Harlan captain and um, so basically got what everyone else did and Tony scored a five and pretty much uh, peanuts for everyone else. Uh, I did have Andreas, um, Andreas the six on my bench but obviously didn't come on uh but uh some kind of goal that goal too so uh yeah like no no keeper would have almost no keeper would have would have stopped that uh going in um yeah but like with the the minus four i can almost say the minus four did work out because in terms of net gain i had uh diaz and uh mitrovic who didn't really score much because obviously mitrovic didn't play anyway um, and for Skamaka and Madison, obviously really disappointed in Madison's one, but um, but yeah, so basically the the minus four essentially um, uh, got ridden off, but given the Skamaka score, but uh, but yeah, like not not a great uh, score, not um, not overly happy with it. I dropped down the rankings a little bit, so I think I'm two point three million now. So. Um, a bit disappointed to not be, you know, in and around that sort of million mark um, anymore. So we'll have to um, fix up what we need to fix up for this week and then hopefully start getting some green arrows again or else you're going to get a bit too close for my uh, liking. <laughs> I'm starting to starting to catch up, mate, but um, still a long way to go. And as you saw last season, it only took me seven weeks to shit the bed completely. So... <laughs> um, I'm not and, going to be confident till about week 36. <laughs> and uh, we looks like we've gone back to the future with um, the Kong FPL plan, our uh, top scoring this week in our podcast league. Well, we might, uh, <laughs> on that note, we might head into our podcast <laughs> league, so our official ZBet podcast league. Remember, if you are gambling, gamble responsib- uh, responsibly. Uh, head over to our page, check out um, our website. Head over there, has all the info for ZBet and um, a little bit of information about the company and 
you know, if you are interested in making an account, um, shoot us a message or there is Darren's contact details as well on the website and he'll be able to help you with any question you have. But heading into our podcast league, we've got first place, you got FPL EJ, 654 points. In second place, we've got Klops and Robbers, who's even with uh, EJ as well with 654 points. Guzman Y Gomez in third place is 636. The top score of the week, as you mentioned, is the Colm <laughs> FPL Planner. Finally back uh, onto the podcast uh, segment. Um, massive week, 82 points. He brought in Foden. He has Foden. Um, yeah, just some massive picks from him this week. And he was absolutely cheering when he got Andreas off the bench as well. So he was like, <laughs> yeah, he was very happy for himself. Um Myself, sitting 91st, 505 points, so still a bit off um, any conversation regarding top 10, top 20. <laughs> um, yourself, sitting six, uh, 62nd place, mm. 544 points, so about 39 points ahead of me, So, which is um, cutting the, the distance a bit. But um, as I said, I'm not really confident till maybe week 36 when I'm sort of in front of you, but <laughs> I um, <laughs> definitely won't be uh, there anytime soon. Well, we might head into the game. So the first game we had Nottingham Forest and Villa. This was, it was a strange game because not every day you're going to see, you know, one goal scored by Villa and the only person who scored the goal was an Ashley Young wonder strike. Bring a, a blast from the past. Haven't seen him score a goal for a while. A lot of people would have been hoping on Coutinho or Watkins that sort of owned those players, but it was it wasn't a very entertaining game, to be honest. I watched uh, watched it just because it was, um, you know, I had nothing else to do. Um, see, there's a couple of assets maybe worth looking at. Coutinho for, you know, had an okay game. The last few weeks he's had a few chances. But, you know, this game just didn't seem to be very FPL friendly to anyone. Um, I thought from Nottingham Forest it was nice for them to not concede more than one goal, but... Probably not going to consider any of the assets. I did see Nico Williams was benched this weekend, so I'm hoping that um, that's not the case for the upcoming week because I'm probably going to have to rely on starting him this mm. week to, you know, to have um, a, a placeholder for James or even possibly next week. I'm going to need him, so I'm hoping that was just sort of a short term thing. But you know, outside of the plays I mentioned, I'm not really looking at anyone at the moment. It's probably more of a wait and watch because I'm still not that confident in Villa and I'm definitely not confident in Nottingham Forest. What about you, Demi? Yeah, so I think you're selling uh, Ash, um, Young a little bit uh, short at the moment. Uh, I uh, Ash, I was going <laughs> to say... <laughs> no, no, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. I uh, just need to make sure I um, got his uh, first name right, so that's Ashley Young. Uh, he... Uh, He's been doing all right the last three weeks. So uh, he obviously bobbed up with the double-digit uh, return in um, in this game. But uh, the last, just to sort of run by the last, uh, uh, where are sorry, I have lost my page. <laughs> uh, the last three games, he's he scored five, uh, eight. So five against uh, Sodden, eight against Leeds. And then obviously the double digit eleven against Nottingham Forest. So for a four point four um, defender, like if you've got someone like Fafana who's pretty much dead, he <laughs> might be worth like they play Chelsea this week, so probably not. But those next sort of two after that, Fulham and Brentford, who knows? Like he's just one 
that um, sort of, you know, I probably won't be bringing him in. Like, there's probably better options. But, uh, you know, like for, for a man who's uh, uh, just about my age, he's a year older than me, 37, to be uh, kicking it around back there, you know, like he's he's not that young, but, uh, you know. <laughs> he's young, but he's yeah, not that yeah, young. Exactly <laughs> right, exactly right. Um, but, like, look. As I said, all sort of jokes aside, um, the only one I'm really looking at uh, in terms of uh, Villa, uh, and it's not this week, as I said, but probably for the Fulham and Brentford game, it's probably Watkins for a little bit of a punt. Um, hasn't done great, uh, probably you know, in the in the last five or so, but uh, he just one that could bob up with um, a goal or two, especially sort of against weaker teams and. Um, at the moment, you know, Fulham and Brentford are those weaker teams. So um, if you're looking for someone more as a uh, either a punt or a differential um, or, uh, you know, just as someone you can sort of watch because um, it's the only reason to watch a Villa game, uh, Watkins might maybe your one to, um, to sort of bring in. Uh, yeah, like uh, other than that, there's not really anyone I'd uh, look at in terms of uh, Forrest at the moment either other than who we've all got and um, he didn't play so or we didn't uh, start. So, uh, yeah, uh, that uh, sucks for all of us, especially coming <laughs> coming in this week. Uh, well, I, um, I forgot to mention the man, the myth, the legend returns. Emmanuel Dennis scored a goal. <laughs> The ultimate troll from last season mm. rears his head and scores a goal. So will he become an option? He might suck one or two people in. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd pass on him at the moment, but uh, yeah, maybe. And uh, good old, good old. Uh, actually, you, you know what? We do need a shout out, uh, Gibbs White, though. Like, no, he hasn't done much previous to this, but he did uh, score, uh, yeah, big six points. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't mind Gibbs White if I was to go to Nottingham Forest, which I'm probably yeah. not going to. Nah, but, nah. Um, yeah, no, definitely, you know, if you are looking at an and option, it, you know, nice little punt. But I'd rather and, be over Gibbs White. And I was going to say, poor old, uh, you know, not not that I'm going to gloat here, but poor old Jesse Lingard thought he'd be going to Forest, starting every week, did not play this week. So, you know, like, to, to, to Jesse, if, if you're listening to this, Jesse, you probably won't be. But if you're listening to this, you know, you should have just come to the Hammers. Like, look, don't get me wrong, we're happy you didn't come because we got Paqueta. But you should have just come to the Hammers, mate. It's it's like the teams in red are just no good for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, mate. I had to find, uh, I had to try and find a way to you know. Mate, West Ham is a, <laughs> West Ham is like a shit stained red, so uh, <laughs> no, we won't go there. Oh, well, let's go. Let's go to the next game, mate. Speaking of red, <laughs> we'll go into the next game. So next game was Man United. Um, got a nice little win over Everton. Probably should have scored a few more goals. Um, I thought it was a good performance by us. We sort of did what I thought we would do. Everton for me did what I thought they would do outside of obviously the Awobi um, masterstroke goal. It was an absolute ripper of a goal, but outside of that they didn't really create a lot. 
And, you know, I thought that was going to be the case. I just did, don't see them creating enough chances to be FPL relevant. Um, their defense has gotten a, a lot better, but I still think that they're still worth targeting because, uh, you know, you get enough chances they're going to concede. So I thought that it was unlucky if Rashford should have got the goal. Um, I saw the replay. You know, the ball comes off his armpit chest and it was classed as a, a a handball, which I still don't understand when I've seen, you know, multiple handballs not given on the weekend. I think it was the Jesus, uh, the Arsenal, I think it was on Jesus in the Arsenal-Liverpool game. Um, yeah, I still don't understand uh, how that wasn't a, a penalty either. So, you know, we had a lot of uh, handballs not given on the weekend, but they gave the one that was the least like a handball. So very disappointing, one, as a Rashford owner and two, as a United fan. But... You know, I still think there's good value in Manchester United going forward. Um, I saw Martial, he looked bright when um, he started the game, but he's gone off injured, um, which for me is probably a bonus to Rashford because I could see Rashford maybe playing up front, but Ronaldo did come on um, for Martial and looked actually looked really good. So, you know, probably one to keep an eye on whether they're going to start Ronaldo again or whether they're going to play Rashford up top because if Rashford does play up top, I feel like he has a, a massive amount of upside. But outside that, Anthony um, scored an absolute ridiculous goal again. Um, you know, had two shots, three chances created. So he was involved, but there were parts of the game where he did go missing. So, you know, a good asset, but definitely isn't in the game for the whole 90. He does tend to go a little bit missing every now and again, but, you know, he's just a quality player. And it'd be interesting to see if he can continue to score because I think he's three starts for three goals so far in the season. So, you know, he started his Manchester United career brightly. But, um, yeah, I still think it's worth taking a punt on at least one uh, Man United attacking asset. So you're probably looking at a Rashford or an Anthony at the moment and maybe just keeping tabs on Ronaldo and seeing how long Martial is out. Because if Martial is out for an extended time, I could see possibly Ronaldo getting some more game time. But, you know... In terms of Everton, not interested at all. What about you, Damon? Yeah, so I think for mine, uh, let me scroll up. Uh, yeah, so Martial uh, played, obviously, only played the 28 minutes before getting injured. So that, um, see, so you're, are you saying that you think that's not going to hurt you? Because in terms of Rashford, um, playing in that position or... Um, yeah, I don't think it'll hurt us. It would be nice to have Martial available because mm. um, he does link up well with um, yeah. the likes of Rashford and Anthony and Bruno as well. But I still think we can fill the void with Rashford up top and they did have Sancho on the bench as well. So you got Sancho, yep, yep, Rashford, yep, yep. No, Bruno. no, that's fair enough then. But um, Ronaldo did look really good uh, on the weekend, so I'd actually wouldn't mind seeing him play up front as well. But that just means that there could be a bit of a rotation headache between Sancho, mm. Rashford, and Anthony. Yeah, no, no, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, and I was just going to say the same thing to you in terms of Ant- Anthony. Anthony now has uh, three goals in his last. Uh, actually, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, um, I think. Uh, hang on, give me two seconds. Uh, Anthony, did Anthony score on the weekend? He did. did yeah, he? yeah, no, he scored. Uh, yeah, he scored yeah. the last three Premier League games. Yeah, so yeah, so um, 
Uh, so it's three or f- uh, sorry, three or four goals because he might even have four in his and last he four. Has, or has he? Yeah, I think he's got four in his last four title yeah, games. It's four he got in his one last in Europa. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, no, that's why I'm. Yeah, that's why I was confused because I because I've written three in his, I've written three in the last three, but I know he's um, uh, scored uh, four for you guys. Um, yeah, so he's actually looking like a decent player. Uh, for you guys, for you guys, um, how um, actually I've got it, I've got it here. I was gonna say how expensive is he? Is he seven point six? Isn't seven point six? Isn't too bad too. Um, yeah, no, he's at a, a price point where it's definitely not that bad. It's not expensive, but it's also no. maybe a little bit tricky to try fit him in if you well, sort of strap for cash. Yeah, see, but putting it to you this way though, in terms of. Um, Strategy wise, a lot of us are sort of are sort of playing um, either one or two sort of I say the eight point midfielders. Um, so whether it's you know Madison Bowen, uh, Zaha's only seven point three, but I sort of put him in that sort of same. Um, yeah, I mean it's realm. usually like seven to eight point one. Yeah, I think is the price range. So definitely one to sort of look at. Uh, like at the moment I'm sort of keeping Salah because I've just got too many other issues. But, you know, if I did ever get rid of Salah uh, and move on to someone like an anti, that would give me a hell of a lot of cash to then um, work around my team. So there's definitely scope to um, be bringing Anthony in. Uh, Yeah. I mean, if I didn't have Rashford, I would have already got Anthony in, but I'm kind mm. of in a hard place where, I like the look of Anthony, but then when Rashford's on, Rashford gets more involved in the game than what mm. Anthony does. But your next, um, definitely your next three games, uh, I won't say it's a make or break for you guys because you've been playing well, but um, like Newcastle is not going to be a pushover. Um, yeah. Then Tottenham's, pro- Tottenham's probably going to be your toughest game, and then you've got Chelsea as well. So. Um, in that sort of next three, so it'd be. Interesting I definitely to see. could see a scoring in the, in every single fixture, but oh yeah, um, yeah, not not a probably not a massive amount of goals mm. unless you'd we continue to you know play you'd good. Want, you'd want six or more points out of the next three, I'd say. Uh, or even if I say five or more points out of the next three, so like a, a win and two draws, um, or um, you know two wins, two wins and a loss, or something like that. Um, if you could, just to consolidate sort of your place um, in the in the uh, on the ladder at the moment. Yeah, no, definitely. I think um, definitely possible, but um, yeah. And then I think from about week fourteen, you'll get three weeks before the World Cup break. So mm. you definitely think those are like you've got West Ham, which you know is probably a bit harder fixture than the the next two. But yeah, I well, still think. You could keep oh. United asset now all the way yeah. up until the World Cup break. Well, look, um, you know, talking about uh, when we sort of play each other as well, had you played us two, th- actually, yeah, but, you know, even Your two defense weeks. hasn't been too yeah. bad though all yeah. season. But had you had you played us two or three weeks ago, I would have said you can, you'd run rampant five six nil over us, like the way we're Mate, playing. But if we had to played you two weeks ago, we probably it probably would have been hell. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're probably not wrong. But um, <laughs> yeah, like we are playing with a bit of uh, like an air of confidence at the moment. So it's it's going to be a tough game for both of us anyway. So I'm not going to sort of you know 
City uh, here with the swagger uh, at the moment. But, uh, but yeah, I, th- I think it'll be a bit tougher than it would have been a few weeks back. No, definitely. And depending on uh, what time the game is on, we might be able to do a live watch long, which would be entertaining. Mm, that might be good. <laughs> <laughs> but we might head into our next fixture, which is Bournemouth and Leicester. I did mention on our pod that I thought it was going to be one of those games where there's not going to be as many goals as a lot of people hope. Because I think a lot of people like myself um, have Madison and, you know, they'd be hoping that, you know, this could be a big win for Leicester or even just a, a lot of goals. And I sort of thought it might be a bit tight just because Bournemouth, for some reason, have just, you know, been better defensively lately. And, you know, they ended up winning 2-1. They sort of nullified Leicester, you know, pretty good this game. I thought Madison had a couple of chances, but nothing um, sort of like previous weeks where he looked like he could just score a million goals. This week he kind of had a couple of chances, but, you know, didn't really... Um, get going. I sort of thought Solanke and Billing were just unstoppable, combining well, and they, you know, ended up getting uh, a nice little return for their owners this week. And shout out to FBL Eyes at the Social who, you know, all day was talking about Billing. Um, we're having a bit of a Billing love fest uh, uh, in the taxi on the way to the FPL Social because of the last few weeks I sort of, you know, said that I'd liked him and, um it was funny. We're on our way into the uh, the pub to watch the Premier League games, and um, the the tram had a bit of fog on the window, so he wrote the name Billing, and then took a photo of it. And he goes, "I think it's a sign <laughs> that we got to the pub." And uh, Billing scored, and yeah, he was absolutely frothing when he let that go- when he got that goal, and then when Solanke, um got the two assists as well, like big returns from the the Bournemouth fellas. Uh, I just might point out Zamora I thought, you know, was a nice option, but he ended up getting benched this week. So, <laughs> you know, made me uh, look a little bit embarrassing. But um, hopefully it's just a one-week thing and he's going to be back in the side because I'm going to need him for week 12. But outside of, obviously, the popular picks, Dakar, I thought, you know, looked all right. I'm not sure whether he's won that starting place over Vardy. It might just be a one-week thing, but it's probably something to monitor if you are looking at a nice little cheap alternative, I think he's worth 5.7 from memory. I'll have a look now. Who's that, sorry? Uh, Dakar. Uh, Dakar. Oh, um, no, no, I was looking at uh, Bournemouth. Uh, Dakar is at 5.7, yeah. So at 5.7, you know, it might be a nice little option to have as your third striker to save a bit of money and, you know, spread your fun, uh, funds elsewhere. But I'm still not 100% certain whether he's got that starting role, but... You know, I'm probably banking on a better performance from Leicester this week, but they are up against Palace, so Palace is probably a bit of a tough fixture for them as well. But, um, yeah, it was impressive. Bournemouth, I thought they looked really good. I think Solanke looked really good. So definitely for the people that um, did take the punt on Solanke, I think you definitely hold for the next three weeks. I think it's a decent option. I think Billing's a good option as well. I'd probably have Billing over Solanke, but uh, I think either of those two options are, are nice punts for the next couple of weeks. What about you, Damon? Yeah, just um, before I do sort of talk about my uh, picks, just quietly, I didn't even realise, I went to look at the Premier League table, didn't realise Bournemouth are sitting in eighth, eighth spot. Uh, yeah, no, they are. I, I noticed the other day when I was um, looking up uh, the fixtures, I was like, Jesus, they're actually sitting hmm. <laughs> sitting quite high. I was say they they're, actually they're have a few got, draws and then got a yeah. couple of you know, decent well, wins. Their goal difference is sitting at minus 12 which is almost, uh, it's the second worst uh, goal difference in the league. 
But uh, but yeah, he got City... hit for nine against. Was it nine against Liverpool? Yeah, eight against yeah. Liverpool, six against City, and then five against mm. Arsenal. Yeah, uh, I think you you may be right. But uh, but yeah, sitting in uh, eighth spot, only three points behind you blokes in, in fifth, and like that's. Uh, that's interesting. I oh, I was actually <laughs> looking for them near the you know relegation area. I'm like, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, and I'm looking at Liverpool in tenth. I'm like, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there's Bournemouth all the way up in uh, eighth. I'm like, that yeah, I wouldn't have picked that in a million years, but uh, there you go. Uh, in terms of Bournemouth, uh, obviously, other than who you've sort of mentioned, I'll sort of shout out a bit of a differential. Again, um, not one that I'd be, you know, scrambling to bring in, but uh, just one that sort of looked good uh, in terms of the eye test was uh, Christy, uh, 5.3. Uh, he's a midfielder. He, uh, what did he do over the weekend? Let's have a look. He, Thank you, uh, goal. Yeah, I believe, yeah, a goal scored. So, yeah, so scored a goal um, and, uh, yeah, so scored the nine points. Um, I think he got, yeah, two bonus as well. So, uh, as I said, not necessarily one that um, I'd be looking at at all, um, given that he, I think uh, this week was the only game that he's played 90. But just like an, a, a sort of a watch and see, and for those who play more of the differential game, um, might be uh, an interesting one to play. Uh, other than that, um, in terms of Leicester, uh, let's have a look. I'm just going to have a look at Leicester in terms of who... Um, who they play. Uh, yeah, so they run at they run now, so playing uh, Palace, Leeds, Wolves, then the Man City game and Everton. So four out of the next five are pretty decent. Um, uh, I'm going to, like, a little bit of a spoiler alert, but I'm, I want to um, uh, invest a bit more in my uh, forward line. I wanna, I'm keen to bring in Jesus back, so... I'm actually going to go the double um, Leicester uh, goalkeeper situation, which I haven't done all season. Sounds uh, um, uh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, if if there's any week that you're going to try it, um, it'll be the next three because given, you know, who they play, um, yeah, so, I'm, you know, I'll – I'll try it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But um, I'll reevaluate um, in four weeks when uh, they play City. Um, yeah, and the um, the one defender that I have liked for a while is uh, Castagna. He, um, you know, Leicester haven't looked good, but uh, he's probably been their best defender. And um, he's an... I won't quote these stats too often because I'm just, you know, I'm not an XAXG person, but I did find uh, the, uh, I found this um, quite quite interesting that he had the highest XA of uh, 0.64 uh, this week amongst all teams. So definitely one to have a look um, at if you um, are wanting to bring someone in. No, definitely, I'm definitely not experts on the XG XA, but no, nah, um, nowhere near. But <laughs> sometimes it it's worth you know looking at them. But mm. uh, we might get onto our next fixture, which is Chelsea three 0 win against Wolves. Wolves did exactly what I thought they would do. Not much at all. Um, Chelsea, a few surprising uh, decisions there: benching James, uh, benching uh, Sterling, no Obama Yang. 
So it was very interesting for FPL-wise um, in terms of obviously how they lined up. But, you know, Mount just looked absolutely ridiculous this game. I was glad that he finally returned because I held him for about seven weeks waiting for this uh, <laughs> this sort of breakout game and never got it. But um, he finished the game on uh, two assists, ended up having three shots, five chances created, one big chance created. So a massive day out for Mount. I thought he looked really good. Probably their best creator in the midfield there. Uh, Pulisic um, had his Pulisic game where we'll do nothing for a few weeks and then randomly pop up with a goal or two and then everyone gets excited. Then he just goes back into hiding again. So probably not someone worth looking at. Uh, Gallagher played all right, but, yeah, still, you know, sporadically in and out of the side. So probably not an option for me. Um, but, yeah, for me, just it's interesting to see James didn't play and then got injured. So it looks like James will be out this weekend at least um, till they can sort of, I guess, see how bad the injury is. I'm hoping it's only the week, but um, definitely something worth uh, waiting and seeing and before you get him out, just in case it is only the one week, you probably still want to hold him. Um, but, yeah, if he's out for an extended period of time, you probably want to look elsewhere. Um, I thought Kukurea looked good. Um, definitely um, a, a nice little downgrade option if James is out for an extended period of time. Um, Chilwell didn't start either. So, yeah, I'd probably go Kukurea if James is out for an extended period of time. But, you know, Fort Chelsea looked really good. Um, definitely think it's worth taking the punt on Aubameyang as a bit of a differential up top. He has started his career really good, and when he does get on that sort of purple patch of form, he can score a few goals, and it usually does last for a little bit. So when he is hot, you want to be on him, and when he's cold, you want to be far away from him. So I think um, at the moment, I think he scored uh, in the Champions League this week as well. So, you know, a nice start to his career. Uh, Wolves... If I was going to take a punt on anyone for Wolves, maybe Jose Sarr in goals. Um, they do have a decent fixture run coming up. And, you know, we saw last season he does love save points. And then if they do keep cleans, he's usually in the bonus as well. So, you know, a bit of a high upside keeper there. But at the moment, the keeper position is just absolutely stinking it up. <laughs> so um, outside of, um, you know, the players I mentioned, I'm probably not looking at anyone else. What about you, Demo? Yeah, so other than who you sort of mentioned, uh, I will sort of shout out Havertz as well. Uh, Obviously scored the goal. Uh, He's looked okay. Um, uh, He's looked okay. Like he hasn't um, scored the best returns, but he has looked okay. Um, I will sort of talk about Gallagher a little bit more like, Yes, we can't be bringing him into our sides yet, um, if at all, but uh, got got 14 minutes last week and scored a goal. This week um, just got sort of the clean sheet, um, but, you know, points. So he scored um, blanked with a clean sheet point, so he scored three points, but um, got 85 minutes. So all I want to see, all I want to see from... Gallagher is if he can play even if he can start and even if he plays 70 80 minutes I would be tempted to bring him into my side we know what we we know what his potential is given what he did at uh, Palace last season I just want to see a him starting and having that little bit of run in the side because I think he can do okay 
Um, yeah, well, I just might touch on Gallagher. So he ended mm-hmm. up with three chances created, one big chance created, and had two shots along with 72 touches. So if mm-hmm. he is going to start consistently, definitely a great option, but it's, yeah. just, it's real weird at the moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And um, as much as um, you've sort of rubbished Pulisic, he did actually look decent in, in attack. But uh, that's what he does. Yeah. He sucked yeah, me in no. like so many times last season. I'm like, oh, how good's Pulisic? And I'm like, mm. I think it might have been when Chelsea had their good fixture run. I think, what was it, like week six to like week 13 or yeah, something? And yeah. I was like, he's the first one in my team. And then it like mm. got close to week six and then he just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> and I see, was just but, like, damn it. Yeah, and see, I think out of Pulisic and Gallagher, I reckon Gallagher will probably start more games. You would think so. Um, Pulisic, yeah, I'd say Pulisic is probably less likely to start um, in that midfield over over Gallagher because Gallagher's that sort of homegrown player, um, you know, younger homegrown player, so um, who uh, Chelsea do rate. So I don't know, like I would say... Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's 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 a hard one, but obviously, the, basically, the ones that you sort of mentioned in terms of Mount, um, I'd be I'd be um, looking at Havertz and potentially Gallagher if Gallagher can start. Um, in terms of Wolves, really not looking at any assets at the moment. Not even looking at um, uh, any of their sort of defensive options either. Um, probably revisit once Jimenez is uh, fit which I think is oh, – actually, no, he's probably still a while off, isn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, no, Wolves don't don't interest me at the moment. Yeah, speaking of Mount, you know, he's at 7.6, so he's not at his 8.0 nah, that, that he's season on. So, you know, if he can – you know, because he showed last season when he does hit form, he can bang a couple of weeks out. Um so maybe worth monitoring, but mm. as you said, if Anthony at that price range, you've got, you know, Zaha a little bit cheaper. You've got Paqueta that's coming into form. Bruno Gamares, which is a bit cheaper. Then obviously you've got all the 8.0 midfielders as well. So it's a very interesting uh, price point, but we might get on to our next game, which is Newcastle and Brentford. Massive win for Newcastle, 5-1. Um, I think Raya maybe put a couple of balls into his own net as well, so he sort of helped uh, helped Newcastle on this week. Um, it was very disappointing to see five goals scored and uh, Wilson had one assist and that was all he got. So I just might touch on a few players. Bruno Gamares, I thought he looked really good in attack. Um, he showed that last season where there's a few games he can go on a bit of a run and he just you know looks unstoppable in this game. Finished with two goals, had the two chances created. I thought Trippy was really good, created three chances, one big chance created and one assist, and he was on the ball a lot, had free kicks, set pieces, everything. So all the good upside things that we talk about each week of Trippy as, you know, for me, he's a premium asset, even though he's not priced as one. I think you definitely have to get him in, and I think you can start him pretty much every week regardless of the fixture because of his attacking upside, similar to... I guess, what Trent and Cancelo um, give you as well. I thought Callum Wilson looked good. Three shots, three chances created, one big chance and one assist. So, you know, he was unlucky. Probably should have had a goal as well. So I definitely like the option of um, Wilson as your third striking option or if you are sort of downgrading uh, Jesus, um, definitely think Wilson's a good option alongside. Obviously, we'll speak about Skimaka uh 
in the West Ham bit, but you know, I, I think he's one of the best options uh, outside of obviously your Jesus, Kane, and Harlan as a good option, especially in Newcastle attack. They all score goals most weeks, regardless of who they play. We showed this season against Manchester City, they can still score three goals. Um, but outside of that, um, Pope obviously is a nice option at the back there. But for me, I'm probably just going to go one defensive asset. I don't think you need to do the double up because if they do concede, you don't have the upside of Pope like you do with Trippier, who can get an assist even though they um, concede and still bang out, you know, six or seven points. So. Um, in terms of Brentford, Tony got a goal, but yeah, I'm probably not looking at anyone from Brentford at the moment. Maybe Raya, which I've got at the moment in goals, does have the save points upside, and you know they do have some all right fixtures coming up, so they I could see one or two clean sheets as well. So I definitely think at his price is a good option, but yeah, that's probably it for me. What about you, Dama? Yeah, so um, I agree, Bruno um, Gamara's. Um, he's pretty much been that sort of key cog in um, in the Newcastle team. Uh, he's created you know more chances um, or, uh, and completed more attacking uh, third passes than any other than any other player last weekend. Um, I will sort of touch on Almiron as well. Um, he's scored uh, three goals in his last six Premier League matches. Um, and uh, just a little fun fact, that's as many as he had in his previous 48 appearances. So obviously something must be happening down at Newcastle to um, to get those sort of players right and get the most out of um, those players. So um, Wilson will definitely be one to watch uh, now that he's sort of back. Um, definitely, uh, look, uh, definitely an option in terms of looking at that sort of third um, striking spot. Um, and, yeah, just like a little fun fact, uh, Newcastle um, has scored, and I'm going somewhere with this, I promise, uh, four-plus goals back-to-back um, this week. Uh, they've um, uh, they've had a team XG of, and, again, I know I'm mentioning a bit of XG next day tonight, but... Uh, uh, they had a team XG of 2.45, uh, having scored five against Brentford. Um, and, yeah, definitely Amuron is someone that I'd be looking at, um, at my in my sort of watch list um, who's been on, like, really, uh, really good form. So um, as you sort of said earlier, Trippier has been really, uh, really good as well. And I have mentioned that Newcastle have gone bang, bang, bang the last three weeks because... Uh, Newcastle, um, who do they play this week? Uh, they have United, so <laughs> um, yes, could be interesting. I'll have my, uh, I'll be torn this game because I've got Wilson <laughs> and Trippier, but I'm sort of still tossing up between starting billing over uh, Wilson and just saying that you know I think Bournemouth have more upside, but it'll be so. Uh, we're either expecting a. Uh, we're definitely expecting four goals out of Newcastle. It just depends on whether you guys can score five or zero. <laughs> <laughs> you could be right. It's, it's going to be very interesting. I actually think it could be yeah. quite a tight. Game, I actually think it. I actually think it could be a high-scoring game. Uh, that game. So, um, I could yeah, see it being maybe like a one-nil or one or two-one or you know something like that. Oh no, no, higher than that. I, 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 I'm looking. I'm, I'm thinking something like a three-all maybe or. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll definitely. take that if uh, Rashford yeah. scored, Wilson scored, <laughs> Tricky got an assist. You know, I'll take that. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, in terms of uh, who was at Brentford, um, Tony scored uh, the goal from the penalty. But um, other than that, like he hasn't actually looked on song, like uh, scoring the goal for penalty. Like he hasn't scored in open play in a while. So um, I'd be, if you have him, I'd probably be looking to move him on um, onto um, maybe one of the hotter commodities that are um, yeah, showing Wilson themselves. Or a or... Yeah. Yeah, definitely, or definitely Skimaka, um, um, also Wilson as well. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's about it, pretty much. <laughs> All right, we'll go into the next game, which was Brighton and Spurs. So, this is actually a really good game for a game that's only finished one nil. I thought Brighton took it to Spurs a fair bit, and it probably could feel a little bit unlucky that they didn't get anything out of this game. I thought they had enough chances to get a goal. Um, Son looked good. Um, as I've mentioned on the pod the last three weeks, he's looked really good. And, you know, he's a confidence player and that just showed this morning in the Champions League, he banged two goals in as well. So, you know, I think this is the time to get on Son. I think if you didn't get him in last week, I think this is the time downgrade Salah or, you know, find funds elsewhere and get him in because I think this is the start of his, uh, purple patch of form. I could see him going really good against Everton this week, but, you know, he got the three chances created last week, got one big chance created, got the assist, had two shots, um, set up Kane for his goal. I thought Sessignon and uh, Doherty looked really good um, getting forward. Um, I think uh, Doherty should hold his spot for the next couple of weeks because I think Emerson Royal suspended for three. Um, so definitely probably an option because I don't think they're going to start anyone else other than Doherty on that position. I thought, for me, Sessignon seemed to get in better positions than Doherty, but Doherty last season, you know, showed that he can, you know, bang 12, 15 points in just one appearance. So definitely a little bit of upside. I don't really like Spurs defensively. I still think they're a little bit vulnerable, but um, at the price points of the two I just mentioned, you know, you're getting a bit of upside for that price. So, Definitely think it's worth looking at them. Uh, in terms of Brighton, Trossard probably should have had a goal or two. He just looks like he's going to score every time he's near the box. Um, for me, I'm, I think he's a good pick for the next couple of weeks, but they do have a few hard fixtures as well. So, you know, I think it's going to be one of those uh, ones where you bring him in for the good fixtures and maybe just tamper your expectations against the harder fixtures, or you could put him on the bench. But, you know, he, he's looked really good the last three weeks. Um, Pascal Gross um, on on corners, um, so a little bit of upside there. But, yeah, Trossard's probably the pick for me. Um, what about you, Dama? Yeah, so uh, just a little fun, fun fact. Harry Kane hasn't had a blank since the very first game of the season. The so, only week I own um, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? Uh, exactly the same because oh no, I had him up. Oh, I had him for um, I think two or three weeks, and then I moved him to Harland. Um, once once Harland had his almost, I think was it twenty points, whatever the case may be. He scored too many points. I can't even remember. But um, yeah, so um, he's actually been pretty decent, um, and it's pretty much the it's pretty much the difference between Spurs winning or losing at the moment. So um, <clears throat> he's. Definitely one that um, to to look at. Like, unfortunately, just that price point, and you know, trying to get in all these assets, it's it's re- it's really hard to bring him in. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, 
the only, oh, yeah, see, the only way I sort of can see people bringing them in is if people sell Sala. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, you have that sort of front of Harlan Kane. Um, and then, you know, your third option, whether it's Wilson or Skamaka or even Jesus or something, something like that. Um, yeah, so that's oh, pretty much with Spurs. Um, everyone else you've sort of touched on. In terms of Brighton, um, other than who you've touched on, I will sort of shout out, um, I think his name's Matoma. He um, played brilliantly after coming on from the bench. Uh, I will just grab up his... Uh, give me two seconds. I'll just grab up his stats or his um, price-wise. Uh, he's 4.9. Yeah, he's 4.9. Again, not necessarily someone I'd be jumping to bring in. Um, One chance created, two shots. Yeah. So uh, not necessarily someone I'd be rushing to bring in. But, um, yeah, maybe uh, like at 4.9, maybe – just like if you're looking for that sort of bench option, that sort of fifth midfielder, maybe one you sort of throw in uh, and could be capable of potentially doing something. Um, but obviously you'd want to see um, him, if not starting, playing uh, a bit more than um, what he currently is. But it's it just one that sort of I want to throw out there because um, once he did come on, he played pretty well. Um, yeah, that's uh, pretty much mine. Um, I think, have we missed the City game? Do we want to scroll back? Uh, no, we've already done the City game, didn't we? Oh, no, we didn't. No, Sorry. we missed it. <laughs> that's why, um, yeah, because I was sort of looking up, I'm pretty sure we, we missed it. So do we want to uh, look, look up at City, City Southampton? Yeah, no, we'll start. Yeah. We'll do that. Sorry, uh, missed the, right. the biggest game of the round. But um, <laughs> uh, Man City, as expected, a comfortable win for them, 4 0. A um, couple of players to touch on. Foden, absolutely been ridiculous the last few weeks. Finish of four chances created, one big chance created, one goal, one assist, had four shots. Um, he just looks like such a great option. And Pep's spoken how much he, um, he rates. Foden, so I think if you are getting him in, he, he pretty comfortable that he's going to start most weeks. Um, I don't see him sort of riding the bench too much, and even when he does ride the bench, he still comes on for about twenty minutes to go, and you know still you know gets goals. So I think he was really good this game. I thought Cancelo probably one of his best performances of the season, but he has sort of showing glimpses this year. He ended up with three chances created, one assist, one goal, had 101 touches, which, you know, every single week are being on about it. If your defensive assets out wide are having lots of touches and are on the ball a lot and getting forward, it gives them a lot of opportunities to, you know, get these attacking returns. And we just saw with Cancelo, you know, a goal and an assist. The goal was absolutely disgusting. Um, a great goal for Cancelo. Most weeks he threatens like he's going to score a goal, but never finishes. So it was nice to see him get on the score sheet. Um, would have been better uh, a bit earlier on the season when he wasn't so highly owned, but we'll still take the victory. I thought Harlan had a good game, two big chances, missed two block shots, one hit the woodwork, two chances created and still got on the score sheet. So 
it could have been an even bigger day out for Hull and, and you know, the, the 8 million people that captained him this week. But, you know, he's just an absolute cheat code at the moment. There's not a game where he doesn't look like he's going to score. And even in the games, he doesn't look like he's going to score. He still scores. So mm-hmm. he's um at the moment, I think he's just the, the must have. And I'm probably still not on the perma-captain bandwagon. I still think if there's, um you know, different options, it's worth looking around. But, you know, for me, he was probably the best option this week. I didn't really see anyone outside of maybe a Ken Sello that was sort of a, a good second option. I thought that was sort of Harlan and no one else this week. Um, but, yeah, just a dominating performance from City. They're just, you know, at the moment on fire. But um, Southampton, yeah, nothing really interests me at the moment. What about you, Demo? Yeah, so, like, as I said, you've, all, you've sort of touched on a few that uh, – um, I had on my list as well, like Phil Foden. Um, he's played really, really well. Um, I will sort of touch on maybe some that don't get mentioned probably as often. Um, Grealish had a pretty decent game. Only played the 30 minutes coming on from the bench. Didn't get a return, but um, he has actually looked um, FPL aside. Uh, he's actually looked probably the last couple of games, like uh, he uh, could uh, do something in that City uh, lineup. again, pending on whether um, he starts. Uh, and also Mares. Mares had a good game. Um, he scored one goal, took four shots in the team, uh, and, um, yeah, he's... Definitely won like 7.5, a lot cheaper than he was last year. Um, if he could get a just a run in that side, uh, I think we can see the best of Mares again. Uh, yeah, so that sort of, you know, it's the first time he's played over 60 minutes since game week four. So I want to see just that consistency with Mares. And I'm all, I'd almost be tempted to bring him in. He's just that yeah, he's got that start, uh, yeah. as as D10 says, he's got that razzle to him. Um, yeah, so uh, he's definitely one that I would be uh, looking at in terms of a, even like a little bit of a differential. But I want to I'd want to see him play at least again, like I said, with uh, a couple of other uh, a couple of other players before. I want to see him play that like seventy. Uh, to 75 minutes consistently. I don't mind if he gets taken off, but I want to see him starting. Yeah, you want to, yeah, a nice little sample size where it's not just a one-off. Um, well, we might get into our next fixture, which is the Crystal Palace 2-1 win against Leeds. As I mentioned uh, at the start of the pod, had Eze, um, I sort of thought that he was getting into good positions. He was sort of playing similar to positions to what Gallagher was last season for for Palace, and we saw that, you know, that's very fantasy relevant, um, especially when he's playing advanced. So, you know, I thought that um, he could probably have a nice little run in the team now. They've got some good fixtures, and, you know, he finished the game with three shots, one goal, two chances created, and one big chance created. He's very um, influential uh, in that midfield. He does like to get forward. He does sometimes overlap with Saha and plays really advanced. But, you know, he's just so creative. He's such a good player to watch. And, you know, this week, you know, he scored a goal, but probably could have had a second goal as well. 
I think uh, this week coming up, they've got Leicester. I think that's a great fixture for him. I don't rate Leicester's defence at all. And I think this could be a big week for Palace and Palace assets. I think this could be a high-scoring game. I could see um, Leicester scoring goals, but I think Palace is going to at least score one or two goals um, this week. I could see uh, Eze getting on the score sheet again. I think this could be a big game for Zaha as well. So for me, um, outside of those two, I think Elise looked really good as well. He ended up getting an assist, had three chances created, one big chance created and had one shot. So um, he's shown last season that he can flash and he does look impressive when he's sort of going forward and taking on those defenders. So I definitely think this is the week that you get on at least one Palace asset. I maybe wouldn't double up, but if they are going to continue to bang goals in, it might be worth taking a punt on Eze and Zaha or even uh, uh, Eduard up front as well. It looks like he's got the striker spot over Mateta, which um, showed last season when Eduard did start, he can score goals. So definitely think he might be worth a punt as well. I might just double-check his um, price. His price, he's sitting at, uh, where is it? Uh, 5.3. So, yeah, 5.3 for a striker. Um, definitely good value, especially if he's starting every week. And as I said, Palace's fixtures are good coming up. They've got Leicester, then Wolves, then Everton, then Southampton, then West Ham, then Nottingham Forest, Fulham, and Bournemouth. So, Great fixture run. So I think Edouard is definitely a good option up top there, especially if you're wanting to save a bit of money. Um, but outside of that, I'm not really sort of entertaining anyone from Leeds at the moment. What about you, Demo? Yeah, so um, I agree in terms of Eze. He's um, played really, really well. Uh, Zaha, he was relatively quiet in the first half, but uh, in the second half, um, Palace, the Palace... Uh, Manager made some tactical tactical changes and he played a lot better. Uh, was a bit annoyed. Um, Zaha could have uh, had a uh, could have had had another another goal, but uh, you decided to be selfish. So uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was a bit annoyed about that. So he could have had a almost had a double digit return, but. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think he gets it um, this um, this coming game week with uh, with Leicester. It could be a high scoring game, uh, but uh, yeah. So, and in terms of leads, uh, like you, I'm probably not interested um, with anyone at the moment. Well, that takes us on to our next fixture, which is West Ham. 3-1 to Fulham. I might quickly touch on, then I'll let you grovel on. Um, Bowen, five shots, two chances created. Skamaka, five shots, two chances created. But it felt like 50 shots. He is absolutely ridiculous. This is probably, as I said to you off air, for this is the mm. best game Skamaka's had uh, since joining West Ham. He looked like he could have had five goals, like legitimately five goals. I think there was a header that was maybe six yards out and it just went wide. I think he hit... Two at the keeper that saved it, and then I think he got a rebound and then got it saved as well. So this is a game where, like yourself, you own Skamaki. You could have been walking away with an absolute haul. Mm. So I definitely think they look a lot better with Skamaki. He seems to link up play a lot better with Paqueta and um, Bowen. So 
I think for the foreseeable future, he's going to be starting up top every week because they're going to try and push for this top 10 at least. And I don't think they want to be anywhere near the relegation zone. So I think if Moyes is a smart man, Skamaka will start up top. And I think that they will start stringing some uh, nice sort of uh, victories um, and then heading into this World Cup break with, you know, some decent wins. And definitely think Bowen's a great asset. I think Paqueta has a bit of value there as well. But to me, the person who stood out the most was Skamaka. He just looked amazing. And as we've spoken up top, you you know, there's a few picks you can go. But I think um, alongside Wilson, I think Skamaka is a great option. What about you, Damo? What were your thoughts, mate? Yeah, well, um, I uh, do agree with you for <laughs> basically all the points. Uh, Bowen, uh, especially that Bowen is now on penalties. Uh, he, I won't say uh, must own because uh, no West Ham player is must own at the moment, but uh, he's as close to if you're going to have West Ham players in your side uh, and picking West Ham players. He's definitely uh, one that I would be looking at before his price goes up too quickly. Uh, Sort of looking at our next couple of fixtures, we've got Southampton. There's goals in that game. We've got Liverpool. The way Liverpool are playing, there's goals in that game. Um, We're playing – we play Bournemouth, goals in that game. Man United can be anything. I won't say yes or no. It could be no or it could be no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we're playing Palace, who will be a tough game, but I think there's still goals in that game. So West Ham will score goals in the next five games. Um, whether we win any games is another story, but we will score goals. So um, in terms of FPL, West Ham are going to become very relevant over the next five games. Uh, Bowen's needs to be at the top of your at the top of your list. Um, if you can't afford Bowen, uh, Paqueta is a decent option at the moment. He's the uh, or in this game he was a top XA um, uh, in the team. And um, good old Skamaka, as I said last week, I I would just I was so annoyed. Skamaka could have literally had three or four goals before halftime. Um, should have nailed the header. Uh, he literally hit it into the keeper. There was another shot that um, he should have scored. I was think it was early on as well and it went wide. The goal that he actually scored, he um, probably didn't even mean it either. Like, I'm not sure if you watched <laughs> – I'm not sure if you actually actually watched the game. Did Mate, you watch the game at all? It was a great goal. Oh, it was a fantastic goal, but I, I'm pretty sure Skamaka thought they were going to rule him offside, so he's just nicked it over the keeper. It's gone in, um, obviously gone to VAR, and they've um, uh, told us it's a goal. So I, I don't think he expected it to um, to count. Uh, so, yeah, if he can do things like that um, when uh, the – Essentially, the pressure is not on. Um, he is going to score goals, uh, and he's he's pretty much. Uh, I would say, if you're looking at West Ham assets, it's Skamaka one, Bowen two, um, potentially Paqueta three, but one that's sort of gone under the radar. I've sort of been harping on on him for the last couple of weeks. 
disappointed me for, with a score of one over the weekend, but I still think he's in for big things, and that's Kara down back. He seems to um, have he seems to have moved to that right back position, like I'd said two or three weeks back. I said if he oh, actually, I think I said it earlier on because he plays right back for Germany. So I said if he can nail down that right back spot, he is going to score you points. Um, I think two weeks ago he scored ten. Uh, yeah, so he's definitely one at four point five. You're not going to get much better value. Um, for an attacking right back uh, for that for that price uh, and not fantasy relevant, but I do need a shout out, um, my boy, my boy. We almost lost him, but my boy Dawson, uh, he's <laughs> he's um, phenom- phenomenal player, phenomenal player. Just the way that he won that penalty. Uh, uh, the I've forgotten who was knocking into him, but uh, had been warned twice and just played it beautifully. Won the penalty that uh, that got ball in his goal. It's just little things like that. Um, you can't you, you can't bench the, the bloke. You cannot. Like we just play better as a side. I will die on this West Ham Hill that uh, <laughs> that my boy Dawson should never be not played in our side. Like, it's just, yeah, like, just got so much love for for, for him. Um, and we've looked a lot better since he's actually played uh, down in centre-back as well. So um, in terms of Fulham, because uh, I can, you know, obviously talk about West Ham forever, but I better not, uh, The that Andreas goal was just absolutely sublime, as I saw, I think I mentioned it earlier. Uh, the little tap. Uh, forgotten who actually uh, who assisted him. Um, I've, I've actually gone blank with his name. Um, just uh, I think Piquetta uh, had two assists. No, 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 no. As in uh, Fulham, Cabano. Oh um, yeah, Cabano. Had Cabano uh, assisted Andreas. Um, absolutely, you know that little touch to Andreas, but Andreas then to basically uh, dribble sort of not past the defender, didn't get past the defender, but got it on his opposite foot and just nailed it into the goal. Um, not an easy thing to do. Um, and, again, just one of those players that uh, when, you know, when those good fixtures roll, roll along, definitely player that you can, you can start. So, like, I'm probably not going to start him this week, but... I wouldn't be against people starting him this week against Bournemouth. So, yeah. So, did you have anyone for Fulham at all? Um, I thought Andres looked all right, but, yeah, Cabane mm. looked pretty good. But, yeah, I don't know. This uh, tricky situation at the moment with Mitrovic not playing. Yeah. So, I th- you know. th- I've, I've heard that he either may miss another week or um, they're pushing for him to, to play this week, but I'm, I'm not sure if he gets up. Again, yeah, nah, from what I heard, um, they're not seeing the the progress that they were hoping from him. Mm. So I think he'll be touch and go this week. So I don't think he'll play this week. If he does play, he might play off the bench. But 
they're probably not going to risk him because they don't want to be facing a relegation battle without yeah. Mitrovic. So yeah, true, I have true. a feeling he won't play this week. But um, that takes us into our last game, which is Arsenal and Liverpool. Um, I, I picked on the pod last week. I thought this would be a high-scoring game. I thought, you know, two good attacks. Um, there's going to be lots of goals. And Arsenal got the win. I uh, thought Jesus looked really good, even though the stats don't really... Um, tell the story. I thought he was just everywhere. He was beating players for fun. He got in some really good positions and, you know, probably deserved to you get a few goals. I thought he his work his work rate was probably deserving of more than what he got, but you know, still a good performance from Jesus. Martinelli was just absolutely ridiculous. He was everywhere, creating chances, getting goals. Um, but for me, probably the standout was Saka. I thought he looked like peak Saka from last season, just as involved with everything, got the two goals, probably could have had three goals. He was just everywhere in attack. Um, but I think this is a you know a dominating performance by Arsenal. I think at Liverpool, probably lucky that it was only 3-2 because they probably could have conceded a few more goals there. I thought Liverpool looked okay. Salah getting, you know, benched early was a little bit disappointing, especially as an owner. Um, thought Jota was probably the standout for me from um, Liverpool. I thought he um, he looked really good uh, in that number 10 role. And I think for me, he's probably the most intriguing asset to look at um, when it's uh, time to get back in your Liverpool assets. Maybe the final three games heading into the World Cup, it might be worth a little three-week punt on Jota just because Diaz looks like he's going to be out now till after the World Cup. Um, you know, so I don't think he's going to be um, playing for Liverpool anytime soon. So I think that opens the door for Jota and probably gives him the most upside. But outside of that, I'm probably not looking at anyone else. What about you, Demo? Yeah, so um, I do agree with you in terms of Saka. Saka looked um, really, really good and um, so did Martinelli. Uh, they both played exceptionally well against Liverpool. Um, Xhaka as well looked lively in the attack. So he's sort of um, just, you know, obviously uh, we're sort of used to the, the Xhaka that uh, gets red cards and uh, for fun. But um, he's actually looked pretty lively in attacks. Um, yeah, so pretty much, uh, you know, they're the sort of two that um, stood out in the Liverpool game. In terms of Liverpool, um, they looked awful defensively um, again. Uh, Diaz was playing well until he got subbed off of an injury early in the game. And uh, at the moment, Salah is not involved in any of the attacks um, and was taken off at, at the 75th minute. So I just I don't know what's going on with Liverpool at the moment. I really don't. Um, morning, they come out and win seven one, and Salah gets a double. Yeah, so. I know, and that and that's the thing. You, well, that's the thing I was sort of going to touch on um, that we need to factor in. Um, that obviously, you know, Salah has been playing horribly in the um, EPL, but then he went and did that um, yesterday. So, how many goals did he end up scoring? Three. Something I mean, he had like that. two. Or, I mean, he had two goals and an assist yeah. this morning. Yeah, so you know, and looks sublime. So, but yeah, like how much, how much do we take, you know, in terms of uh, other competitions with the you know EPL form sort of thing? Like, 
uh, and again, different scenario, different teams, but I sort of looked at West Ham uh, when we were playing super well in Europe uh, and, you know, Scamaca was scoring goals for fun that wasn't being delivered in the in the Premier League. So, and I sort of said, stay off him. Um, when, you know, uh, when he's sort of finally started in the EPL and then started to look at then it's like, okay, now jump on. But, um, again, different scenarios because, you know, different coaching sort of uh, tactics and things like that. Um, yeah. You know, in the West Ham case, he wasn't starting. But, um, yeah, so... I just I don't know how much you take into account um, those sort of non EPL games. Um, it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, with Liverpool this week um, playing Man City. So they you know they could fall as far as oh, let's have a look. Uh, if, they could be as far as eighth well, or ninth. Oh no no they could uh, they're tenth at the moment um in the Premier League. Oh right, yeah, jeez, I didn't realize. Yeah, that far. yeah, but um, so pretty much they're equal, they're equal on points with Brentford, Everton, ourselves, uh, Leeds, Palace, and Villa all on nine points. So, uh, they obviously I don't think they're going to fall as far as sixteenth, and I'd have to have a look at the fixtures for that anyway, but um. Yeah, I can easily see, you know, three or four of those teams winning. Um, and if Liverpool lose, they, they could see themselves as far as 13th or 14th, which is unheard of for a Liverpool side with that much talent in their side. So, no, um, But on a side note, it's also enjoyable. So. <laughs> well, yeah, I, uh, I do have quite a few uh, arrogant uh, Liverpool mates, so... Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's the, the peace and quiet's been quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's gone from, we're going to win the league to, you know, who cares? We'll just yeah, win yeah, it yeah. next year. We'll, so. we'll just dominate Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not with Napoli in their group, they won't. Yeah, true, true. Um, well, that wraps up our games for this week. We might head into shit the bed segment. Um, it was a strange one for me because there probably wasn't too many teams that shut the bed this week, but I'm going to say uh, Potter from Chelsea, his uh, team selection, benching James, absolutely horrible, you know, made my team uh, have a forced change, which brought on, I think, might have been Nico Williams one point. So I'm blaming Potter for that. So, yeah, shit the bed candidate this week. What about you, Demo? Yeah, so I'm actually going to say, and I – no, I said them last week, but I'm going to say Liverpool again. Um, just, you know, yeah, like every week we sort of go, okay, this is the week Liverpool kickstart things. This is the week Liverpool kickstart things. And it's just they haven't looked it. They have not looked it. And um, they're staring down they're staring down a, a man, a rampaging Man City side that, uh, uh, that may just put four or five... Um, Pass them this week, so yeah, it wouldn't be. I think that game is going to be anything this week. It's just um, I I can honestly see City running rampant over them. I really can. You know, I would like to see that, but I'm also not going to captain Harlan this week, so I wouldn't be disappointed Ooh, if no. Nah, um, I'm I'm uh, going Harland. Um, I 
I learnt my lesson <laughs> in not captaining Harland against you blokes where I yeah, thought, oh, you know, it's going it's, 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 it's to be. See, I don't think so, though. I, See, really I think like, Van, I think Van, Van Dyke should fare well or fare better against uh, Harland than what Martinez, McTominay and um, Lindelof. So. You're not wrong, but they have not been good. And yeah, no, I think they're going to concede. Like, I, I can't mm. see a clean sheet at all this game. But I, you know, I'm not going to make a prediction because Harlan loves to uh, shove my prediction down my throat and down my butthole. So <laughs> I might just say that I think this game could be anything. So <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Mm. But uh, we're heading to our differentials. So. Yeah. After a big week from Skamaka, I had Wilson. Um, it was the battle of the the strikers. You got uh, a win over me this week, which then changed the the difference between our points, and now we're even on twenty four points for King Differential on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's very close. Um, I was a little bit disappointed to see Wilson didn't score. Then when Skamaka scored, I went, "Oh Jesus!" Then he got the three bonus. So. Massive nine points for your differential pick this week, which is a massive effort mm. for you. Um, for me this week, I'm going with Eze. I've had him already in this season as a differential pick, but I'm really confident this week against Leicester, he's going to continue his goal-scoring form and I could see him getting a nice little return this week. How about yourself, Demo? Who's your differential uh, this week? Uh, a question before I give you my differential. Are we allowed to go back-to-back same player for differentials? Yeah, yeah. I, no, I was gonna say I don't care. I don't care because for me, um, it's uh, it's uh, uh, obvious. Schumacher. It's probably going to be yeah. It's it's probably going to be Skamaka again this week um, because I was gonna say if if you had said no and that's totally fine, um, I probably would have gotten Bowen instead. So <laughs> I'm <laughs> so for me, much of much but I'm going to go Skamaka again. I as I said earlier, I see us. I do see us scoring goals. Um, the team is starting to gel. Um, where we've just, I think we've, oh, if we 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 play and elect again today, uh, sorry, uh, tomorrow morning, um, and if we. I would hazard to say Skimak is probably not starting. I'd say Antonio starting that game. But yeah. if we um, beat if we beat uh, Andelect, uh, we pretty much finish top spot in our uh, group. Uh, and I don't I don't think we have to worry about Europe for another five months. So um, yeah, hopefully we can get the job done there, and then we can probably give um, a few players a rest and maybe even play some of our younger players in the last few European games before the uh, the knockouts. Um, but, yeah, I am going Skamaka uh, for my differential uh, for this week. I'm just looking. 67,000 people have bought in Skamaka this week, which has taken his ownership up to 1.2%. Mm-hmm. Um, 36,000 people have got Eze in, which has taken his ownership up to 2.5%. So two yeah. nice little options there. For anyone that's sort of um, got two free transfers and looking at, you know, two decent picks for this week, I could see both of those picks going good. Hopefully mine just edging out Demo so I can take the lead. <laughs> But we'll see. 
Uh, we'll get into the players to watch. Um, at the moment, I'm kind of just wanting to see what's going on at United with the likes of Rashford, Sancho, Martial and Ronaldo. Sort of more just how long Martial's going to be out for and if he's going to be out, is it going to be Rashford starting up top or is Ronaldo going to get a bit of an extended run in the side? So probably one to keep an eye out for. And then obviously Anthony, we, we spoke about earlier in the pod, uh, has looked good since joining Man United um, and has secured that right-hand side midfield spot. So definitely um, probably the people I'm looking at at the moment are just sort of keeping an eye on the situation. What about you, Demo? Yeah, so... Um... Other than who I've sort of mentioned, Bowen Skamaka, um, I will shout out again, um, Kara, uh, in terms of West Ham. But other than that, um, again, I agree with you in terms of Anthony. Um, I've just seen Anthony's just, he's almost crept over uh, 8.5% ownership. So he's definitely sort of um, getting up there from a couple of weeks where I think it was a couple of weeks ago where it was, I think, about 1% or 2%. Um, and uh, for mine, definitely, definitely a uh, play to watch in terms of Gallagher if he can start um, because if he starts and sort of plays that 70, 75 minutes, um, he'd definitely be one I'd be looking at. No, definitely. Well, we might get into our team plans for this week. So I've made my transfers already. Um, it's worked the last two weeks where I've just got in early, made the decisions I've wanted to make. The James injuries probably, you know, hurt me a little bit, but I do have um, people on the bench there to come on for James. But I ended up taking out Salah for Son. Um, The plan was um, to get Son in, and I'm going to probably keep Son up until the World Cup break um, as a bit of a punt for the next few weeks. Um, And I got in Billing, who the plan was to get him in at least for the next couple of fixtures, um, play him in week 12 was sort of the main point. But, um, yeah, definitely can get a few games out of him and it's going to be a bit of a decision this week whether I start Wilson against United or start Billing. So I'm going to see who has the highest upside for points this week because I have taken a minus four. So I'm planning on um, rolling the transfer next week and then using two after the blank week for Arsenal and Manchester City and possibly getting in you know, the likes of a Saka or someone like that. But what about you, Demo? Yeah, so unfortunately I am actually on a minus eight. Uh, <laughs> I um, made some early transfers and then got hit with a whole bunch of red um, in my side. So I've had to make some adjustments and um, I have brought in – oh, well, I – Planned on bringing back Jesus into my side. So sort of did that before um, the commotion went down with Liverpool and and the Chelsea injuries. Um, I'm keeping uh, James on the bench, but I am getting rid of uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold uh, and bringing in Cancelo. Uh, yeah, I, I just think, I think it's time to get rid of TAA. Um, and he's probably not going to be in my side uh, for quite a while yet. And yeah, just the um, with the price rises and the volatility, volatility, uh, uh, <laughs> volat- you know what? Forget it. Uh, the volatile <laughs> uh, nature of the uh, uh, the way the price rises and falls are going at the moment. 
uh, I literally had exact the exact amount of money to go TA to Cancelo, uh, and it's definitely moved that um, I was wanting because I think Cancelo might be able to get something out of this weekend as well. So, yeah, that's uh, at the moment. Um, yeah, brought in some big, big guns again. So in Jesus and Cancelo. Yeah, no, definitely. As much as I want to sit here and uh, listen to you try to pronounce words, it might get into our captain <laughs> picks for this week. So at the moment, I do have the captaincy on Son. Um, it's probably a toss-up between Son and Harlan, but, you know, I, I just I just think there might be a little bit more upside with Son against Everton. But, you know, we'll see closer to the deadline. Um, they did say that Harlan was rested because he was feeling a bit sore, apparently. Um, and then I think um, Pep used some other weird terminology on describing Harlan as well. So probably just one to watch to see. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts and bangs in a goal or two this week against Liverpool. But I'm banking on a bit of upside with Son against Everton. What about you, Demo? I think you're going Harlan. Yeah, you? I'm going Harland. If um, but I will say, sort of, there are they there are some decent options this week. You know, I I, I can see Jesus getting something out of the Leeds game. Um, I can see yeah. my boy Skamaka getting uh, something out of the uh, Southampton game. Well, as uh, like well, any of the Arsenal boys really like sort of Martinelli um, or Jesus are probably good options. And yeah, so but I'm sticking on uh, Haaland uh, just because uh, yeah, I don't want a repeat of uh, Man United game. <laughs> exactly well before we wrap up the pod might just touch on the fpl social just like to thank jack and the addicts boys for planning it was an awesome weekend away damn you couldn't uh be there but um i had a great fun meeting a lot of the fellas i've spoken to on twitter uh you know fpl side net was there had mm. fpl eyes was there you know just some awesome fellas some awesome people i met mira as well um, she's awesome. She's a top shit. She's having a massive season as well, FPL, FPL-wise as well. Finally got to meet the planner. Um, we've spoken for ages but never, you know, met any of these people. But got to meet them on the weekend and just absolutely awesome people. And, well, you know, it was great having beers, watching FPL. The yeah. funniest thing was is whenever the goal was scored in, uh, in the games, everyone was like, who got the assist? <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, I... Um... I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the next one is more than likely going to be Melbourne next, uh, early next year, I think. So you'll have to uh, save your pennies and uh, you've got a, you know, a free steak meal uh, coming if you if you come down for it, uh, Q. So I, I, will no, true my, I will be true to my word and um, take you to a nice uh, steak dinner should you um, show up to the, uh, the next social. So, yeah, it should no. be... I was going to say, uh, it's, I think it's February. Yeah, yeah, early early next year. So, um, but yeah, it should be good. So we'll count our um, count our time before uh, the social uh, hits again next year. And uh, definitely, if anyone wants to check out any of the footage, they did have some live skill challenges. I will point out. Damo, I did score one of the two team goals that won us the volley challenge. So mm-hmm. for me, that's a that's a win in my book. Um, got the team off the mark with the first goal as well. So so uh, you couldn't top my efforts of uh, winning the uh, what is it called the uh, darts the football darts in loafers. No, nah, it was um, 
it, that was more. I think they didn't want to give out any participation awards this year. So they did uh, a yes, few yep, different yep, challenges. Yep, yep, yep. So how uh, well was how was um I've forgotten his name though the um the uh, one touch of Wusi. Yeah, he, how was he? Nah, he was good. He's a real friendly fella, and um, mm. you could tell he still has a bit of class about him. I think there was um a video put up on the FPL social um social media on their Twitter, um their Instagram, and then also their YouTube channel of uh, One Touch of Wusu dazzling the goalkeeper and nutmegging him for a goal. So um, <laughs> just showed his class. But, um, yeah, no, it was a good day out. Um, now, if I, can put in, if I can put in a request for, you know, the next potential uh, ex, uh, well, it was not Premier League player, but English player, I've got to say if the social boys, and I'm not sure, oh, hopefully they listen to this, if they can get a Ken, uh, Ken Fenwa, down, I would be a, I would be a very happy man. <laughs> well, Good Jack does have Benoit. a lot of contacts, so yeah, um, might be worth checking out. But yeah, no, nah, shout out to Jack. I'm glad uh, you ended up getting home on the taxi ride. It was a, a bit of a laugh. Um, the taxi driver did not know where um, to go, which is quite strange for a taxi driver. So we got dropped off at our hotel, and then we left Jack to his own devices. And I'm just, you know, glad to see that he ended up getting home. So. I was a bit worried that he wasn't going to catch his flight. So, Well, that wraps up our pod for this week. Head over to our Twitter, FPL Amateurs of Oz. Uh, head over to Damo's Twitter, FPL West Ham. Um, to catch our podcast, head to Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. And remember, if you do enjoy our content, give it a five-star rating. It would be very much appreciated. But good luck this week. And Damo, I'm coming for you, mate. <laughs> Thank you.